Well, I think it's obviously going to be very difficult to prove what the intention uh, in the president's head might have been when he made the words or said the words to Parliament uh, to the effect that he doesn't, in fact, know. Uh, but I think if one looks closely at the evidence, if one looks at the nature of the statement which is made, uh, which he made to Parliament, if one looks at the actual wording, I think you will be able to reach a definitive conclusion uh, around the intention and around the meaning uh, of the actual words which were spoken to Parliament. So it should be possible to be able to reach a definitive uh, conclusion regarding the intention and on the basis of the available uh, alleged evidence. Now, I mean, you know, this is the level of silliness that we've come to, that we're going to have to talk about alleged evidence. It would seem as if, you know, the president ought to have known on a, on a, on a very reasonable basis. Uh, surely, you know, if you if you have a private home, and there's a whole bunch of contractors who are doing certain things uh, around it. Surely, you get a wolf, or you have an idea, or you start knowing uh, what is being done. Is the DA could could they be accused of creating a sensation here when there's n- nothing really to base it upon? There's no real result that's going to come from it, and and without the requisite majority in the House, could they even see an impeachment of the president if it is found that he deliberately misled Parliament? Look, I don't think we should be easy to dis- be as so easily dismissive about the fact that it's just simply sensational. I mean, I think it is fairly serious if if any person, let alone the president, actually lies to Parliament. I mean, there's a deeper problem here, and the deeper problem here is not just about what political parties do, which is what they are wanted to do in any event. The reality of the matter here is that look at the facts before us. There was an investigation <clears throat> uh, which had to be conducted by the Office of the Public Protector after a formal complaint to the Public Protector on the basis of media reports which did have a degree of veracity. Then there was an investigation conducted by a minister in which there are preliminary findings which say that, look, on the basis of the minister's own investigation, uh, There were irregularities in the way in which some of the tenders were awarded. There were cost inflations. So that's the context and the basis from which we start. Then the public protector goes and actually investigates. And there's a request by certain ministers, security cluster in particular, to have a preview of the report so that they are able to comment. Now, in terms of the Public Protector Act, the formal dispensation in terms of the act is that the public protector completes her report, she gives it to the parties concerned for their comment, and then she actually releases it formally. Now, in this case, there was something quite extraordinary which in fact happened. And the public protector, good as her office is, sound as the procedures usually are, did, I think, commit a small error. And that error is to actually give a preview to or at least afford the opportunity for the minister to have a preview of the report, which in my view she ought not to have done. She ought to have completed the report, then followed the process in terms of, 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 of the prescriptions of the Act, and perhaps we might have avoided some of these issues, some of these speculative mm. issues, 
and and the possibilities and likelihoods of leaks. Because the reality here, Darshan, is no one, in fact, definitively knows where this leak may have come. Well, that's what There's I want to ask accusation you. Counter accusation. That's exactly what I want to get to. Because the ANC says they want an investigation. They think the public protector is being too light on this. The public <laughs> protector says, "Well, I'm not going to press charges against the media because I just don't have the money." And well, one could ask, should money be an obstacle to justice? And uh, the ANC is saying, "Well, maybe government should be there and and sponsoring such an investigation." <laughs> such a, a you know a report is this a tactical move on, on these two parties behalf oh absolutely it's a tactical move i mean the idea that there is not enough money is uh, is an excuse which has been used in 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 all sorts of instances i mean very often government doesn't in fact even meet its own obligations in terms of the constitution with regard to meeting people's socioeconomic rights now if there's no money for that to where they're suddenly going to have money to pursue prosecutions against the media, which may have done something fairly egregious. The second is that the media also has to ask critical questions about whether this really was in the public interest, because we know that the matter is in the public interest. I think there's no debate about that. But whether it's in the public interest to potentially prejudice the findings or the preliminary investigations and the report of a institution which is independent and has now jeopardized what likely findings could be because really the credibility of, 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 of the veracity of the final report could potentially be called into question. So I think the media did in fact shoot itself and the public a little bit in the foot here. Uh, on the other hand, I have some sympathy for the Office of the Public Secretary. Yeah, she simply doesn't want to go to a, you know and investigate uh, and order investigations against what ought to be an independent media who sometimes behaves some, somewhat irresponsibly. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, she also ought to think more clearly and carefully about the way in which, especially when there's very contentious issues, you, make, you, you, you go outside the formal bounds of what you ought to have done. Mm-hmm. And if those three things could have been avoided, perhaps you could have avoided much of what is currently going on at the moment because it looks, starting to me, as if no one really wanted to follow the actual rules and the prescripts and the, and the framework within which much of this ought to have happened.